recording, so watch your language. <laughs> Tonight we present the 12 Chimes Hour, starring the 12 Chimes players. The Century Sisters start out the show with their a cappella version of the 1929 tune, Shout, Sister Shout. If you want your soul set free, lift your voice and sing with me. ba dum 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 ba dum 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 Oh, if the devil grabs your hand, here's one thing that he can't stand. ba dum 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 ba dum 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 Walking down to the river, singing a hallelujah song. Oh, Lord, up jumps the devil before you just keep sliding along tell old satan how you feel get the devil off your heels ba dum 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 ba dum 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 bum ba dum bum ba dum bum ba dum bum keep your spirit way up high look up to the sky stand up and shout hallelujah oh hallelujah oh if that old devil should grab your of the devil certainly makes me uh, wish for a little warmer weather. Oh, yes! Well, San Francisco is no stranger to sin, but it's never get, gonna get that hot, Amy. Amy Pavy, ladies and gentlemen. Not in the script. I'm gonna introduce you in a minute. Okay, take your time. I'll be over here. <laughs> well, that's true, but the fog is the perfect atmosphere for creepy radio plays and music. And speaking of music, thank you ladies for kicking off tonight's show. It's our pleasure. Hello, everyone. I'm Miss Truly Scrumptious. And I'm Miss Hattie Mae. And I'm Annabelle. 
Accompanied tonight on piano by Emily Shisko, we bring to you a selection of three songs, which we hope will complement the wickedly <coughs> suspenseful plays following shortly. Please enjoy the show. This Century Sisters, give them one more big hand. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Amy Pavi, creator of 12 Chimes It's Midnight audio drama podcast. And I'm joined to co-host tonight's show by Brett Stillo, regular writer and actor on 12 Chimes. Oh, I love him. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Now that we've worked that out, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out again to the cozy Bert and Beckett bookstore for more old-time radio with the 12 Chimes program. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you... In addition to the lovely Century Sisters, 20th, uh, we have two plays that represent a sampling of the weird and the creepy from the classic age of radio. And who doesn't like weird and creepy, right? You like weird and creepy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for weird and creepy. All right, so question, who, uh, that's a dumb question, who here likes old time radio? Yeah. A show of hands. I kind of really want to get a good idea. Uh, who, there's a few titles here. I don't know. I really? feel I'm embarrassed here. So we all know, like, who, who's a fan of Lights Out? Mm -hmm. Inner Sanctum. Mm -hmm. Suspense. Suspense. Yeah. Quiet, please. Yeah. No, no, seriously, seriously. <laughs> but, and how about The Witch's Tale? That's one I just recently discovered. And then here's what, The Weird Circle. Dark Fantasy. There were a lot of dark shows back in the day. So as you know, that not all old time radio was cowboys and detectives. And writers Arch Obler and Willis Cooper were the masters of the weird and creepy. That's one of my favorite names, Arch Obler. And let's start with Mr. Arch Obler. This is one of my favorite uh, Lights Out stories. Oh yeah? It might be one of the very first I ever heard when I was a little shaver. This is, who's, who's heard Meteor Man? Meteor Man, anyone? Oh, this is new to Me everyone? Okay, well, yeah, good. All right, we're going to take you back to June 16th, 1937, a mere 81 years ago. And again, Wow, this that is, was good math. Yeah, well, I, I did my homework when I came here. Oh, I, oh that was ahead of time. I thought oh, it was okay. just at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, 81 years ago, uh, in a play written by Mr. Arch Obler, uh, a man who wrote a lot in bed. Or so it's been told. <laughs> Note this play has been edited down for our purposes tonight, but 100% of the dialogue is from the original play, so keep that in mind. Each Lights Out episode started with this disclaimer. Lights Out brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. Ah, uh, after you, fair Diane. Ah. Why the sigh? Oh, it's such a lovely night. Yes, you're very lovely with the moonlight in your hair. Oh, darling. 335 days out of the year, moonlight is, to me, just reflected light of the sun. Uh, a light interesting, only that it might be analyzed spectroscopically. <laughs> but these 30 days of our vacation, Diane, 
Or would a magical change? It's a soft lover's moon hanging in the heavens, only to brighten your loveliness. Oh, darling, and people wonder why I can't get excited about Ronald Coleman. Coleman? <laughs> Who's he? Spoken like a true professor. Mm. He's a motion picture star, darling. An absolute paragon of romance. Mm. Well, perhaps I shouldn't neglect my movie going, as so much I mean with such paragons to teach one. <laughs> oh, you do all right. Oh, Russell. What's the matter? I saw the brightest shooting star. <laughs> Is that all? The way you gasped, I thought you saw the angel of death himself galloping across those meadows. Oh, oh, there's another one. Oh, look, Russell. My dear, for 11 months out of the year, the heavens have my full and undivided attention. But, darling, this blessed month, let the heavens fall. I cannot be bothered. Oh, I never saw such bright, beautiful stars. Oh, uh, yes, and another thing, my dear, I mean... As the wife of an accredited professor of astronomy, I, I think it more fitting that you give the phenomenon its proper name, um, namely the fall of a meteor. And there's another one. Mm. Oh, and another. Mm. Oh, Russ, how bright and beautiful. Mm -hmm, yes. They travel at such a tremendous rate, the friction of our atmosphere burns them into fiery vapors. Oh, uh, there's more of them. Oh, look, one after the other. I've never seen so many shooting stars. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, meteors, in all my life. Uh-huh. So that's why you wanted me out here. Uh, and you knew about this meteor shower, didn't you? It is one of heaven's free spectacles in this constellation. Every three years. And this happens to be the third year. Oh, how frightening. <laughs> frightening? Why frightening? Well, those great masses of stone and iron coming from who knows where in interstellar space traveling millions and millions of miles and then going up in glorious flame just as they reach the end of their journey. Not all go to flame. Hundreds of them strike the earth each year. Oh, Russell, there's no danger? Oh, no, no, no. The probabilities of being struck on the head by that cosmic rubbish is about a thousand times more remote than winning a sweepstakes without even buying a ticket. Oh, look, that one. That's the brightest of them all. Wait. Diane, what's that? Uh, I, I don't know. Something fell from the sky. It... Look up! A shooting star! Oh, Russ! Uh, it's all right, dear. Everything's all right. Uh, but what? But, how? I, I, I... A meteor! It must have landed in that field there. Here, let me help you up. Are, are you all right, dearest? Yes, darling, I'm all right. Russ, where are you going? Out there, where it must have buried itself. You wait here. I'll be right back. No, no, I, I'm going with you. All, all right, if, if you want to. Oh, oh, Diane, what an experience we've had. The one chance in a million I spoke of, and it's occurred to us. But, but Russ, was it really a shooting star? That explosion, just like a bombshell. <laughs> I suppose, but... A bombshell of the universe, my dear. I mean, do you realize the mass of what fell was traveling 1,800 miles a minute? It wasn't the impact as it struck the ground that made such a tremendous sound. What we heard was the displacement of air as it rushed through space like a stroke of lightning. We heard the thunder of the universe. Oh, Russell, my heart's beating so quickly. What will we find out there? A fragment of the meteorite, I hope. But, but it'll burn. No, no. 
all the heat will have dissipated. Then again, it might have shattered into a thousand minute pieces. Oh, oh, I pray that doesn't happen. Russell, I'm afraid. Oh, no, no, though. The danger is all over. Ah, ah, the moon, it's so bright. If, if any of the masses landed, I, I'm sure we'll be able to find the torn ground where it smashed through the turf. Please, Russell, let's wait till morning. Oh, no, no, no. I must find the thing at once. The, the moon gives off plenty of light. From the brightness of the flash, I'm positive the meteor landed someplace... Right about, I took, look! What? The turf, the, t- the turf, all torn up. This is the place. Russell, are you mad? Get up off the ground. No, no somewhere here. It, it must have struck a glancing blow, blow off, off the brow of that bridge there. I, I, uh, I've got it. What? But, yes, marvelous. A perfect specimen, the fragment. Oh, it's still warm. See, look, no larger than a baseball. All that's left of it. That's it. That's a meteor. A meteorite. All that's left of the meteor that burned and exploded. Oh, what a find. Oh, drop it, Russ. Please throw it away. What are you talking about? Why should I throw it away? I, I, I'm afraid of it. Afraid? Of a piece of iron? <laughs> See, that's all it is. Come, back to the house. I want to examine it closely. Oh, what an experience this has been. Oh, Russell, where did it come from? I... Who knows? The limits of the universe, for all we know. I mean, cosmic rubbish rushing through space, burning in our air. And this, this little ball of metal, all that remains of it. Something that might have weighed tons, if not more, in its beginnings. Ah, here we are. What What are you going to do with it? Diane, what's the matter with you? Your, your face, you're so white. I, I, I don't know. Somehow I'm... I'm afraid, for all of us. Afraid? Good heavens, my dear. There's nothing dangerous about this. A massive metal, it's 90% iron. Why, it's, it's as harmless as any inert piece of metal. Come, into my study. <sighs> Heavy little thing, aren't you? <laughs> uh, even the wise Diane is frightened of you. Oh, but I'm not. You're nothing but a simple little meteorite. <laughs> Iron, bit of nickel content, nothing particularly unusual. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. Well, examine it. <clears throat> Here, I'll take some of this nitric acid, very powerful liquid. Where's that bottle? Ah, here we are. Now, watch closely as, as the acid will show you the stone consists of ordinary elements, iron and... Russell! What? This this mark on it. How strange. Yeah. Oh, yes. Funny, I, I hadn't noticed it before. It circles the entire stone. Cuts in rather deeply. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised that a light blow right here would break the stone in half. Y- yes, yes, I think I'll try to no, do that. No, no, Russ... Leave it alone. Oh, good heavens, Diane, it's nothing but a stone. All I'm going to do is try to break it along this fissure. Let's see. I had a hammer here in the drawer. Ah, yes. There it is. I doubt if the stone will break. It's almost solid metal, but I'll try. By George, I did it! 
clean in half. Uh, what? What? Look what's inside. Flesh. Oh, Russ. But how? I, a nugget of gray protoplasm. It's no. It it can't be. It, it it can't. This is a meteor. It came from out there. There's no flesh. Nothing could live. Russ, look. Eh? It's, it's it's growing. No. No, no, growing. I tell you, growing. No, no, Diane, stop. It it, it can't be growing. I, I tell you, it can't. But it is. It is faster and faster. Yes. Yes, I see it now. It is growing. I, I see it. Faster and faster. Gray flesh reaching out. Oh, Ross, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Uh, no, 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 no. Diane, wait, wait. Control yourself. This is something we've got to see. Both of us. Calmly. So we can tell others clearly what we've seen. Now, pull yourself together. I beg of you. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Larger. Larger. Listen, the noise as it grows. I, I hear it. I hear it. Oh, Russ, when will it stop? When? L look, look. No, no, I, I can't. That horrible gray flesh. But, but, but you must see. But look, look, it, it's, it's forming into something. What? A head. It's forming into a head. Ah! A a am, I am I mad? Am I drunk, insane? How can it be, Diane? Flesh in a meteor, growing, growing into a head. I, I see it, a head. A horrible head. And I see you a thing. <laughs> oh, it spoke. No, no, madness in my head. No, you heard me speak a thing. Oh. Oh. You, you heard me speak. D Diane, can you, can you hear? Yes. B but a head. A head without a body. Speaking? You see what I will you to see. You, you hear and understand. Laughing. <laughs> 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 I laugh at the fear and wonder in your simple little faces. Who are you? What are you? If I told you... Would your little earth minds understand? Earth, earth, Russell, what does it mean? What? Yes, yes, tell us, whatever you are, mad hallucination, tell us what you are. What you on earth will soon have for masters. Oh, Russ. Oh, no, no, wait, Diane, I must know. You, thing, what can I call you? Tell me what you mean. You, we're masters. Surely you, simple little men, do not think that in you, creation has reached the ultimate? No, no, I, I, I can't stand it. Grave flesh talking, I, I'm getting out of here. You will stay. Russ, I, I, I can't move. Nor can I. You cannot move? Who are you? Tell us, who are you? I willed myself to be to reach your earth. You came here in that, through, through, through space. Through space beyond your farthest conception. A thing many have tried, 
I am the first to succeed. Then, then the meteors are, are, are... The means to reach this haven of plenty. I am the first. Now there will be others. Oh, no. You are from another planet, then. An old world. Old beyond your understanding. A world grown cold in its age. We must escape. To this world. But, but you're only a head. You're, you're all must be heads without bodies. Oh, Russ, Russ, I'm so afraid. Don't be, dearest, please. We must hear him speak. This is the greatest miracle of our time. Tell me, you, you there, are you only heads in that world you speak of? You only see what I will you to see. But what are you? A mind. And a will beyond your feeble understanding. But but how can it be that you, you speak as, as we speak and understand what we say? Your prattling wearies me. But I tell you this. All that you say, I know. The most profound thought of any of you earth things is to me as the babbling of children. <laughs> and you wonder how I can understand you? But now I am hungry. You understand that a little thing? Hungry? Hungry with a hunger that has driven me over space without ending. Hunger that has brought me here. But what do you eat? You will know. Russell, <laughs> Russell darling, what does he mean? I, I, I don't know. What food could there be to fill the hunger of such as I? Hunger that would make me entomb myself in metal, flung into space, in the hope that chance would bring me through the fire of their air at yours? What food, Earth Thing? I, 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 I don't know. Tell me! What food? The food that lies beneath that bony skull of you and yours. What? Wait, you don't mean... I mean the thick, wet grayness of it full of all of the essence that I need to fill the hunger in me. Russell, tell me, what is he talking about? What, what, what does he want to eat? The thick, wet grayness in your skulls. Life to us. You can't, not human brains? <laughs> you are the cattle, and we are the keepers. Oh, no. Oh, Russell, Russell. Earth woman! No, 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 stop it! No, don't, don't look at me! Stop it! Come closer! No, no, don't listen to him, Diane! Closer! No, I can't move! Must stop him! Come closer! Closer! Oh, uh, uh, wait, that bottle! It contains the nitric acid! Come closer! Closer! Uh, can just reach the Bottle. Ta! Take this, monster! <laughs> Russell. Oh, oh, Diane, I killed the thing. I killed it. A pool of flesh, thick, viscous flesh. That's all. And that thing said more of the monsters of his breed are trying to reach this earth. Ah! Oh, no! 
meteorite just fell, and, and another, and another, and, and any, perhaps, perhaps. Oh, Diane, Diane, is this truly to be the end for mankind? Tonight's Lights Out story is The Meteor Man. It was written by Arch Obler. J. Aaron Seymour played Russell, Sarah Light was Diane, and Aaron Dorn was the head. Brains. <laughs> Remember the 30s when we all had a messed up concept of aliens being arrogant brain eaters? Well, and brains being gray. Yeah, yeah. Which they're not. Yeah, but you know. It's stories like this, you think that, you know, they make you think. Oh. Yeah. Do you really think jokes about uh, aliens eating brains is funny? It's kind of a gray area to me. Oh. <laughs> All right. Only intermission can save us now. But first, a few quick words about another great show here at Burden Beckett. Live tomorrow night, catch the eerie and spooky music of Jill Tracy playing with percussionist Randy O'Dell and special guest Alex Nauhaus. And a few podcast recommendations. The Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society will introduce you to more weird and creepy old-time radio shows with each radio show accompanied by historical notes and really amazing discussion. And also please listen to Breaking Walls, an amazing podcast about the history of American radio. And if you want to take a break from old-time radio podcasts, might I suggest the Speak Easily... It's embarrassing because it's my wife's show. <laughs> the Speak Easily Radio Hour Minute, hosted by the amazing Audra Wolfman. And here, Brett Stillo. I was going to leave off your first, your last Brett name since we are Stillo. There is another Brett we've all been hearing about today, and I just wanted to add Brett Stillo. <laughs> oh, okay, so that does, Yeah, I get that is know, good to do the whole, okay, so here yeah. Brett Stillo. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. And 12 Chimes narrator uh, Josh Horowitz uh, discussed the film Big Trouble in Little China on the podcast Five Minutes of Trouble, and Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension on Five Minutes of Banzai. It's your turn. Oh, is it? <laughs> You didn't bring your reading glasses. No, I didn't. He didn't get the heads up. No, just we're going to edit this out. So, and I like to do a shout out to my friend, Mr. Pete Mummert, who's somewhere in the audience, and his spectacular podcast, The Indiana Jones Minute. And also my good friend, uh, Mr. Neil Brown, who is here with us tonight uh, in Hong Kong, how that happens. He does the Mogwai Minute, a show de dedicated to Gremlins, and now Gremlins 2, a great movie. Oh, they moved on to Gremlins 2. They moved on to Gremlins 2, Excellent. the far superior movie, in my humble opinion. And then one last shout out, another friend of the house is uh, Monster Kid Radio, Derek... The, the great Derek M. Coke. I highly recommend yes. that podcast. Monster Kid Radio. Classic Fantastic monster podcast. Movies. So now, please help yourself to some wine and beer in the back. And uh, don't forget to sign up on our mailing list. Please sign up on our mailing list. Or we'll eat your brains. <laughs> <laughs> and actually grab a show sticker and a flyer, and we'll be back in 10. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back.
Sit in your seats, puny earthlings. <laughs> Prepare for the evil that is Act Two. And yes. welcome back, the lovely and talented Century Sisters, with their number, their number, Let's Misbehave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Willis Cooper. Willis Cooper, an amazing writer who actually was the original uh, creator of Lights Out and uh, by the late 30s had moved on to Hollywood where he wrote one of my favorite scripts, The Son of Frankenstein, among others. Oh, others. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then by the late 40s he came back to radio and did uh, the fascinatingly uh, unique uh, Quiet Please. And he wrote the script we're performing for you tonight. Uh, called Where Do You Get Your Ideas? The Quiet Please program always started in this way. Quiet please. Quiet please. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, I came into this bar and I sat down quiet by myself and there wasn't anybody else in the bar but this skinny little guy in a corduroy short sitting down at the other end of the bar drinking ginger ale. And I just sat there and I listened to him talk. <sighs> Say, it was awful interesting. All about people in the radio. And it was especially interesting to me because I am such a radio fan. See, but they didn't pay any attention to me. Who is this creep, Charlie? So, I can't stand it any longer, and I say to the fellow in the corduroy shirt, I say, You in radio, mister? You want another dry Manhattan, Tom? <laughs> sure, Charlie. Only, my name's not Tom. It's Basil. B-A-S-I-L, like Basil Rathbone in the movies. Sure, I'll have another dry Manhattan. You in radio, mister? Yeah, he's in radio. Hey, leave the man answer the question, Charlie. He don't like to talk. He was talking to you. I'm not a stranger. Well, I'm not either. My name is Basil Gitlitz, mister. Glad to meet you. Thanks, you. You in radio, mister? Yes. Here's your drink, Tom. Basil, Charlie, not Tom. Say, why do you call him Tom, Charlie? Says his name's Basil. It's too hard to remember people's names at a bar. Everybody's either Tom or George to me. How do you tell them apart? All the good guys are George. <laughs> I see. What do you do in radio, mister? I write, Tom. S stories? <laughs> yes. Charlie, give me another ginger ale, will ya? With a little lemon peel in it this time? It's a deal. What kind of stories? Fantastic stories, I guess. Like murder stories? Sometimes. Charlie, what time is it? It's pretty near closing time. That's what I figured. I sure like murder stories. Oh, I'm getting tired. So am I. Hey, could I ask you a personal question, mister? Here we go. I've been expecting it. Sure. I was just wondering, where, where did you, you get, get your, your ideas? ideas? <laughs> <sighs> I just think them up. Do you? Sometimes he gets ideas about people that talk to strangers in bars. Strangers that don't want to be talked to. Do you? Sometimes. I could tell you some murder stories. Could you? <laughs> Gee, I sure could. He knows some murder stories. But I could tell you true murder stories. Look, Tom, for a nickel, he can buy a morning paper, and it's full of true murder stories. You want another dry Manhattan? Sure. But not good true murder stories like I can tell. Look, Basil, did you ever murder anybody? Me? <laughs> yes, you. Did you ever murder anybody? Sure! You think the Dodgers got a chance this year? I like Casey Stengel. He looks like Gertrude Stein. <laughs> he knows about he knows more about baseball than she did. <laughs> I murdered a woman. 
Casey's been at it longer. <laughs> <laughs> I murdered a woman. Congratulations. Oh, well, I did. When? Well, uh, tonight. That's so. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, last night, and uh, the night before, and um, last Thursday. Keeps you busy, doesn't it? You'll run out of women that way, Basil. <laughs> nah. It's always the same one. She won't stay, Dad. Where is she? Oh, out in the uh, uh, lobby. <laughs> you mind if I go take a look and call the cops? Oh, uh, make me another dry Manhattan before you go. Uh, hey, wait, Basil, you got some red paint or something all over your shoes. Oh, that, that ain't red paint, Charlie. That's uh, blood. <coughs> yes, ma'am. I'll have a beer, please. Hello, Helen. Hello, Basil. One beer. Thanks. Basil, you got blood on your shoes. Mm, oh, sure. This beer isn't very cold. <sighs> Stop squawking about the beer, Helen. It hurts my throat. Drink it. Look, leave the lady alone, will ya? Me? You. <laughs> I don't mind him. This fellow here is a writer. He writes for the radio. Pleased to meet you. Good evening. He writes stories about a murder and things. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Thanks. Did you tell him about us, Basil? I was just starting to. He doesn't want to hear it. I want another ginger ale. Tell him about us, Basil. Uh, she's the woman I murdered. <laughs> but she doesn't stay murdered. Another beer, please? Yes, ma'am. Um, so do you, uh, you like being murdered, ma'am? Oh, it's all right. I was asking him where he got his ideas. Well, where does he get them? He just dreams them up, I guess. Uh, don't you? Sure. <laughs> Did you ever write a story about people on the moon? He wouldn't know about people on the moon. There aren't any people on the moon. There are so people on the moon. Aren't there, Basil? Oh, yeah, millions of them. <laughs> sure. Why don't you tell him a story? Why don't you write him a story about the moon? Uh, because I don't know anything about these people on the moon. Basil does. Oh, sure. Tell him, Basil. I like to hear about people on the moon. Oh, well, they got two heads. A piece? Sure, two heads a piece. And they got four arms. <laughs> oh, four arms must be handy. Yeah, they are. Four arms and two heads. I'm going to bed. No, stay and hear about the people on the moon. Some other time. No, have another ginger ale. I'll buy you a ginger ale. I have to get up early in the morning. Oh no, I want to tell you about people on the moon. Uh, I don't want to hear about the people on the moon, Tom. Oh, leave him alone, Basil. I won't do it. Listen, friend. Look, I'm not your friend. He doesn't want to hear about him, Basil. You shut up. There's 
people on the moon, see? And they got four arms and two heads, and they have all kinds of fun. Lay <laughs> off, Tom. You can't talk to him when he's like this. Don't, didn't I tell you to shut up? You leave him alone. Shut up or I'll murder you again. Now, listen. This is a nice, quiet bar. And nice, quiet people come in here. I'm quiet. You're going to be a lot quieter after the cops come and take you away. You see, Basil? I told you. I told you to shut up or I'll kill ya! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, look, look. Basil, let's calm down, shall we? Some other time, you and I'll sit down and you can tell me all about the people on the moon and on Mars and everywhere, okay? I don't know anything about people on Mars. I don't even know if there are people on Mars. Come on, Basil. Let's go home. Listen, I told you. I'm not afraid of you, you big bum. You ain't, huh? No, I'm not. Listen, I've had just about enough. Look out, he's got a gun. No! I told you to shut up. Now, uh, give me another dry Manhattan. Me too. I don't like coroner's juries and courts and all that stuff. You want another ginger ale? If I was a drinking man, I'd have a double one. You hear anything? I mean, have they found him yet? Nah, he sure disappeared, didn't he? Eh, they'll catch him. Sure, he's nuts. Yeah. Quiet tonight. Noisy enough last night. Well, he's dead all right this time. Come again? That girl, Helen, that Helen? She said that she, bleh, said she wouldn't stay dead. <laughs> He's nuttier than a fruitcake. I'm tired. And me too. Not used to murders. Hello. Can I have? Can I have a dry Manhattan, Charlie? Where did you come from? Don't you know that the cops are looking for you? Oh sure. Uh, can I have a dry Manhattan? Make it a double. I am thirsty. You, you, you! How's the ideas tonight? What? Who? Me? Yeah, I was starting to tell you about the people on the moon last night when we was interrupted. How about that double dry Manhattan, Charlie? No chance, Tom. I'm not gonna get in any jam. Basil, Charlie. I'll be out here before the cops come. <laughs> if they do. If they do come? They'll drag you out of here feet first. Yeah, oh, no, they won't. Uh, yes, they will. What for? What for? Oh, you mean Helen. What else? Oh, I don't worry about her. Wait, Char Charlie, Charlie. What? Come here a minute. Yeah? Okay. Tell me, you go perfect for Okay? Yeah, but what about you? I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Okay. Uh, double Manhattan, you said. Dry Manhattan. Hey, Charlie, where are you going? I have to see a man. Well, hurry back. <sighs> I'll be needing another Dry Manhattan. Okay. 
Yes, sir. It sure is a puzzle to me where you get your ideas. It, um, it is, huh? It sure is. Well, it's, um, how you think of these things every week, it's by me. It is, huh? Well, um, <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's just like, uh, it's like laying bricks. Oh, I never laid bricks. Say, I sure wish you'd write a story about the moon. About those people with, with the forearms and, <laughs> and the two heads. You remember that, didn't you? I'll have another dry Manhattan Charlie. Oh, Charlie isn't here. He'll be right back. I sure hope so. You know, the people on the moon, they live in things like beehives. They do. And they never eat. They don't? No, they just drink. That's so. Uh, drink, uh, what? Dry Manhattans! <laughs> see. Um, what else do they do? Oh, you want to hear about them? Sure. I bet you there's a hundred people from the moon right here on Earth right now. That's so, huh? Um, <clears throat> boy, uh, Charlie sure has taken a long time. He sure is. <laughs> I want another drink. Mm, um, so what do they do, moon people, when they do come to Earth? Murder people. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Some fun. Oh, that Helen, though, she's a pain in the neck. So, um, that's why you, uh, murdered her? That's why I always murder her. Oh, um, do you, uh, <laughs> murder other people, too? Oh, I haven't yet, but I'm going to. <clears throat> <laughs> you, uh, have a, um... Got any customers picked out yet, have you? Oh, no. I've just been looking around. I see. Oh. Helen makes me so mad, though. Sometimes I have to murder her. Yeah, well, you sure murdered her last night. I got mad. I... <laughs> so... <clears throat> Tell me more about the moon people. Oh! Well, well, the reason why Helen won't stay dead, see... She's from the moon. <laughs> she is. Sure! Charlie! Where have you been? I want another dry Manhattan. Like the people on the <clears throat> moon drink. That's right! You remembered! <laughs> like the people on the moon drink. Hey, Charlie! Charlie, hey, Charlie! Teeple, eeple, eeple. What are you talking about? That's moon language for give me another dry Manhattan. <laughs> oh, hurry up. I gotta get out. Get out of here. Get out of here? Oh no, Basil. Stick around. The evening hasn't started yet. Oh no, nah. I gotta go. I gotta date. <laughs> oh, let her wait. Have a nice big drink. It's on the house. <gasps> Well, thanks. I am hungry. Cops will be here in a few minutes. If we can hold on to him, he, 
Hey, he was uh, telling me about the people on the moon, Charlie. Oh, very interesting, no doubt. Oh, sure. They murder people. How fascinating. You uh, sure can uh, knock him back. Oh, well, thanks. I, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta date. Who you gotta date with? Helen. Basil, you forgot something. What? You knocked her off last night. Oh, 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 that was uh, last night. Right here. Remember? Oh, sh sure I remember. But that was uh, last night. Have another dry Manhattan, Basil. Oh, well, I really oughtn't to. Sure, go on. Sure. Go on, Basil. Helen! I thought you'd be here, Basil. Where did you come from? From the morgue. But you're dead. It's such a bore. Sure. Have another beer, Helen. Thanks. Mm. I'd love it. But listen, Helen. Huh? We saw you at the coroner's inquest. It really was a bore, wasn't it? Such a bore. Wait, wait. You're not dead. Uh-uh. But we saw you. Yeah, yeah. You, ha you had a hole in your head. Sure. See? <laughs> Hurry up and drink your beer, Helen. I'm hurrying. Now, don't get impatient, Basil. You want me to kill you again? Oh, stop. Who <laughs> is that girl? I think it's the same one. Can't be. Oh, sure it is. Ain't you, Helen? Ain't I what? You. Sure of me. But how? How? She's from the moon, Charlie. <laughs> she can't die. Is that so? You know what I think, Basil? What? Why? <laughs> I think Helen really is from the moon. Are you nutty, too? No. I'm not nutty. And you know what? What? Well, I think you're from the moon too, Basil. So all I did, I walked over to this fellow in the corduroy shirt and I picked up a drink with one hand and I stuck out another and shook hands with him. And then I put another on his shoulder and with the other hand, I just poked him in the ribs. <laughs> And look what he did to me. He smacked me with a ginger ale bottle. And if I didn't have two heads, he might have knocked me out cold. Where do you get your ideas? It was written by Willis Cooper. Cameron Ng played Basil. J. Aaron Seymour was a radio writer. Aaron Doran was Charlie. And Crystal Y. was Helen. Don't you, uh, don't you have some terrible joke to tell right now? No, not now. I mean, give me a break. I've only got one head. Brett, how about you just introduce the next Century Sisters number? All right, then. All right, then. It says here on the paper, 
Uh, back for one last number <laughs> is the Century Sisters, and remember, it's the 20th century, so no powdered wigs during the performance. Uh, and they're going to serenade us with a song called You and the Night and the Music and the Stuff. Mr. Aaron Seymour. 
Sarah Lights. And we got Crystal Y. And the fabulous Cameron, Cameron Eng. That's our show for tonight. Except for... Oh, oh, how could I forget? Oh, for shame. <laughs> Somebody eat my brain. The man on the mound, the quarterback, the guy who makes it happen, Mr. Matthew Zippy Zippy. for me. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight, and we hope you'll enjoy, too, the many plays we have available on our website for your listening pleasure. Uh, that's 12chimes.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And keep an ear out for 12 Chimes Season 3, coming up in late October. We're starting off the season with a play by the Czar of Noir, Eddie Muller. We actually have recorded it, and it's fabulous. I just have to get off my lazy and edit it. <laughs> Did I say that? Sorry. Uh, and finally, a really big round of applause for Eric Whittington. He is the man behind Bert and Beckett. And Thank you, Eric. And that's our show. Thank, Thank you, you so again, much for Amy, coming out. Thank you again, Amy. Yeah. Amy, our fair yeah.